The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like their map? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. And away we go, boys and girls. How are you? Welcome into a Tuesday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt, Brad Howe in a couple of minutes to come on to break down what is going on in college athletics because it is quite the morning around the country for college athletics live on YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book. We replayed every night, Sirius XM channel one fifty nine and sports grid television, more Super Bowl stuff. You are obsessed, Dave. How are you on this Tuesday? I don't know if you've heard, but the Super Bowl's here in Vegas. It's only 10 weeks away. There's a lot of people talking about it, us, things happening, people coming, people going, people staying. Can you talk to us? Can you help us get a place to stay? Can you like, hold on, hold on. Just watch the show. First of all, watch the show. That's the first order of business every single day around 11 o'clock ish Pacific a.m. two o'clock ish pacific eastern watch the show at boston versus the book at simple boston versus the book second of all if you don't watch the show live which you should because we have a big group of people in the chat watching it live thank you again for that listen to the show p roll where can people get the podcast if they haven't already heard that you can just listen to the show. Look at this. We have our own QR code. Tell the people what to do with the QR code, P-Roll. Get your phone out. Po- point your camera phone at the QR code. That will take it to the Apple Podcasts. If you are using a different, an Android phone, it won't take you. You can use it, but we're on the Google Play Store. Just go and search Bostonian versus the book on the Google Play Store or Audible or other platforms. But if you are using iOS, point your phone at it. It'll take you right to our show on Apple Podcasts, and you guys can listen and catch up on any part of the program you might miss by doing that. Well, you have all of that there. All the tools are there for you to find the show, listen to the show. Oh, we got tools Miss today. it all. Watch it later. Like you said, on Sports Grid TV, wherever you get that. Sirius XM Radio, if you're driving. we got a lot of people driving coast to coast, different parts of the country. we got auto in the car right now driving through Morgantown, West Virginia. Whoa. Where our guy is going to be to help us make sense of this college sports situation that you sent me a thing. And now, in full disclosure, P. Ralt and I talk every day, minimum once or twice a day, in addition to the show. Sends me a text that says, read this before the show. Nothing else with a link. (laughs) I stopped what I was doing, and I read it. And I said, I got to make some calls. (laughs) And I'm soaking wet because I was out walking miles, talking on the phone to Mike Blewett, who's going to join us tomorrow. Okay. And this guy. Sports grid. Makes sense of it all. So we'll get to Brad Howe here in in just one second. And by the way, speaking of tools, Omaha Steaks, Searing Hot Take is back. Otani Watch is back. Better to book it is, is here, obviously. Always and, here, every day. And, and bonus time. So we are loaded up today 
We're not just slides, but our graphic package is going to be fun today for a Tuesday. Okay, so before we get to Brad, let's just set the stage here. Okay, so this breaks this morning. Former governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker, who is now the head Massachusetts guy. Yeah, head of the NCAA. By the way, it's weird. Both (laughs) there's two former people, head of head of the uh, former governor of Massachusetts, former governor, uh, former mayor of Boston, who are both in very high sports positions. It's very interesting. But Mm. Charlie Baker is the guy we're talking about here. He put forth a letter that leaked out this morning. It leaked yesterday, but put came out today. Everyone talked about it today. They had the embargo and it dropped today. That the NCAA is deciding to create a subdivision, which will essentially create its own league. This will dramatically change the face and look of college sports. The idea essentially is your big your big budget schools are breaking away. Yep. They can pay name, image, and likeness directly through the school. Right. So if you want to sign an athlete, you can do it through the school now. So no more slush funds. No more slush funds. If, the, if, this, if this were to be approved, and we are nowhere near it being approved, if we right. were to see this in its current state, it would be approved like that. Okay. They would also create us a trust fund, which is something I've been pushing for forever, mm-hmm. about essentially allowing the athlete to be compensated based upon the profit margins made by the university for these higher-end schools, upper-level schools. So school makes more money, kids make more money. In, in essence, it doesn't, it's not, it's not a percentage. I want a percentage. It's not a percentage. It actually is a, a set fee. Half your athletes, you have to pay a certain number of dollars into this fund. And then it's up to the schools as to how they want to distribute said funds. I don't know if I like that, P. Roll. We're going to ask B. How about this, but like, I, who's controlling the money? It's we got to make sure who's controlling the money because the money controls them sometimes. Yes, without a doubt. And we get, we get some people taken when they should be given. Correct. This would, in my mind, be a monster, crazy world for the college football situations out right, there. Right, right, right. But it would essentially destroy the college basketball NCAA tournament as we know it. Oh, no. Because what you're not, the March Madness? Because you can't have, I mean, right now we have, uh, you know, over almost 300 score, or 378, I think it is, D1 basketball programs who are playing for a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. A lot. This subdivision will separate them. We'll have its own 32-team tournament. Like, it'll be separated. They don't address it in the letter as to how that would go down, Mm. but that just seems to be a natural fallout for how this was going to go. I know it's kind of a very fast and quick way of breaking it all down. We'll get to it after. we got to bring this guy in and all this other stuff. Brad has an out, so we need to get to him on the program so he can come on in and explain all this. We go to West Virginia where this is what happens. Our guys who are involved in gambling used to be involved in college athletics. Brad, how are you? What's going on? Welcome back to BVB. Hello, boys. It's great to hear from you. Great to be back. Was unexpected today, but yeah, we've got this little uh, newsy bombshell that dropped, huh? Yes, it's newsy for sure. And you spent a lot of time in athletic offices, not just in West Virginia, where you at currently now, not in the athletic office, but living. You spent some time in Connecticut. Matt has nothing against you or <laughs> personally, but Connecticut, no good. Behal, make this make sense. This is what I sent you after P. Ralt got my morning completely blown up <laughs> with sending me the article that said, read this, please. Which means if you don't read it, I'm not doing a show with you. I understood. <laughs> I said immediately, I got two calls to make. One to you, the second one to blew it. You had me pacing 
in the park, walking in circles, as you said, this is what it's going to do. Tell the BVB brigade in a nutshell, this is what this is going to do. Okay, you've given me two hard tasks. One, to make sense of anything the NCAA does is a near impossibility. And two, to make it make sense. Also an impossibility, but let's yes. try and do our best here. Okay. Yes, just to give you some quick background, I spent almost 20 years in intercollegiate athletics at the Division One level, three different schools, Connecticut, Maryland, and most recently at West Virginia University for 15 years as an assistant athletic director before getting into the media side of things, which I've done for the last 12. So I've watched this from all over. I've spent my entire professional life in and around college athletics. So let's dive in and I'll try and give you a couple of bullet point cliff notes up top, and then we can dive into some questions and try and make a little sense of this. Are you ready First, for, for, for cross-examination questions at sure. any point from, from Counselor P. Rolt or myself. At any point, jump in. Do not Carl, let, let it continue it, on. If you have a question no, as we're going, it. this is free flowing. Explain Go. it and then and then we'll get into it because I yes. think it's important to establish what we're talking about. So first and foremost, this this is born out of a continuing discontent between schools with let's call them the power five for lack of a better term. So we're all in agreement. 65-ish schools. The the lack of acrimony between those schools and the rest of D Division One, As these budgets have continued to grow, it's created a Grand Canyon-sized gap between the haves and the have-nots, and I think we all know that. But where the frustration was coming was for the haves, let's call them this Power Five group, they weren't able to manage and run their departments like they want to. And I'll just give you one quick example. If you're an SEC school, you, can ha you have the funds to fund your baseball program at a full scholarship level. You have the funds to add a coach or two to baseball if you want. But because you're beholden to the NCAA and a hundred and some other schools that don't have like budgets, you're not able to do that. So example, baseball has, and I may be off a little bit here, but baseball has roughly 12 and a half scholarships for yeah. 25 players on the roster. I think that's it's everybody. I think it's 12.7. Right. Okay. There you go. In the ballpark of that. So yeah. That means there's players playing baseball right now at a really high level that are not on scholarship that may even get drafted. And they're yes. and they're not able to do these bigger schools are not able to do what they want to do because there's so many more voting members that say, no, we're not voting for 25 baseball scholarships because, quite frankly, we can't pay it. So this discontent has been continuing to grow. And it's been clear that you need a separate division as this money as this TV money is poured in over the last decade, two decades. It has created athletic departments that are different than others. And I think that's what this was born out of. And the NCAA is trying to get in front of this before those 65 schools say, you know what? We're out completely. Yeah. We're going to form our own thing and do our own thing. And you're not getting any of the money and we're staying away. So this, in, in short, this is a response to that, to try and keep all of that in within one structure, but allow some freedom to these 60, 65 schools that want to operate in a different capacity. This is a subdivision, right? This is yes. its own. So it does not just mean college football is breaking away. It means everything is breaking away, right? So how does that affect college basketball? How does it affect softball? How does that affect? Are we talking about literally a, a new look to the college sports, even outside of football that we currently have seen? It's a good question, Matt, and I, and I don't think those answers are known yet, but my gut tells me there's got to be some way. I heard what you said about the NCAA tournament. On its face, that's what it looks like, that it would create a separate group. And now listen, TV partners may come in and want that anyway, so that's a constant ongoing battle. 
But I would think, now this is a very dangerous thing to say because I'm about to say, if you're smart and you do it right, which we know this organization and these schools have not done over 60 years, if you're doing it right, you have to preserve some of that. You can't just break away in such a small insular group that soccer's affected and that basketball tournament's affected and the baseball college world series is affected. But in essence, the teams that have the best chance of going to all of those things outside of men's and women's basketball is this power group. But to answer your question there, I don't know that I did a good job of it. There's got to be some sort of scheduling allowance to try and keep these championships to okay. cross over beyond just these 60. I would think. So who do they play? Be how? Cause if you break off and you got, and I would say it's generous number of 60. I think it's less that have these gigantic budgets like Ohio State or like Alabama. But who are they going to play? Because, you know, you're in West Virginia. They're in the Big 12. They had to bring teams in. They play Big 12 teams that left now for the SEC. Who in the hell was all this sub-conference separate thing? Who are they going to play? Why would I play them if I ain't going to get no money from them? Yeah, good question. Now, Ross Dellinger from Yahoo Sports has the definitive article on this that you guys were referencing in the beginning. I encourage people to go read that for some more depth. But one of the numbers that jumps out there, and I'm quoting here now, he says 59 Division I schools spend more than $100 million on athletics. So that's where you get that Power 5 group right there. 59. So start with that. But the scheduling is something that I think is really interesting when you move forward with this. And I think it's something that the Big Ten and the SEC have to be careful of. If you break off too far into a power two, I think that question of who are you playing really becomes a factor. I think if you keep it in this 65, 69, 70 range with allowances that there will be a game with the next division down, as you do it now, guys, I mean, you play 12 football games now, a lot of schools schedule an FCS opponent. A lot of schools schedule one FCS and one group of five opponent. So there's some scheduling crossover now, as long as this new subdivision doesn't become too small. If you're left with a subdivision that has 15 or 20 schools in it, then I think you got a heck of a problem. If it's 65, 70, then I think you're still okay. And you move forward with basically how we're operating now. Let, let me read a bit more because you quoted the article, which I was going to quote too. 59 D1 schools have more than $100 million for a budget, but the other 32 D1 schools spend over $50 million, and a whopping 259 spend less than $50 million, with half of those spending less than $25 million on a budget. This is part of the problem with college athletics as we've gone into the NIL world, because if you have a $25 million budget for your entire college athletic department, you're not getting, you know, big NIL deals. It's not clamoring. The big switch is the NILs are going to come inside the department. Now the school is going to be able to sell their student athletes as commodities, essentially to advertisers. Dave made a point to me off air and said, wait a minute, this is bad for the kid. Is it not? And I'm not so sure about that because I think it opens up other markets, but how big of a change to the NIL world would it be for the schools to dictate and be able to sell the player's name and image and likeness. Yeah, Matt, all things being equal, this is where it should be. I, I've been screaming about this on our shows here in West Virginia from the beginning and said emphatically, this is where we would land. And here's why real quickly. In no world do $100 million businesses, let's just take that as an easy baseline to talk about, do $100 million businesses want to call someone else to see if they can do something? 
And what I mean by that is there are departments right now that operate very closely with their collectives and are in lockstep with it. And the coach and the collective are working together on what they need. There are others where the coaches are having to call saying, hey, I need to give my quarterback more money. I want to go get a receiver. I need a center and I need a defensive back. I need a corner and a pass rusher. Do I have enough money in the budget to do that? Now think how ridiculous that is. You're calling an outside entity to get permission for your program. So this was always going to call a guy about a guy to get a guy. You better have a guy. If you're a coach, you better have a guy for a bag, for a bag. (laughs) Now in the old days, you you had to do that, right? You call a guy about a bag. They deliver the bag. It's still kind of operating that way. Eventually here's what you're going to do. And this was obvious from the beginning. It was going to come in house. It was going to be controlled by people that are doing fundraising on a daily basis. One of the parts that you need when you're fundraising for athletics is the ability to provide those donors certain perks, access to the team plane, access to practice, different tickets, different gear, dinner with the coach. Well, there's some collectives set up now that are nonprofits, and they're supposed to be separate from athletic departments. And theoretically, you're not supposed to allow those benefits to the collective donors. So that's a whole nother thing. So it makes perfect sense to bring it in-house. And here's the other reason why. Over the history of college athletics, because you're not paying players, the money is going where? It's going to coaching salaries and it's going to facilities. It makes perfect sense to add another line item now that's going to be a big line item and it's going to continue to grow. And that new line item is going to be player salaries. And now you'll know what your salary cap is and you'll be able to allocate the funds and it will be done in-house. So to me, this is where it always should have been. I get that it needed to get up quickly. And so the market filled the void and these collectives popped up. But eventually we were going to end up here. And I'll give you another point, Matt, to your your deal. The NIL began as a way to use what it's called, name, image, and likeness. So I, as the quarterback, could go out and endorse the local car dealer or Coca-Cola and get money because I'm doing the commercial. Well, that moved on pretty quickly. And it morphed into come play for us and you will get this much money which technically is illegal, but not a lot of people are enforcing that right now. So that's what's happening. In essence, what's going to happen now, guys, it's following the same path that coaching endorsements did. So when I was back still working in the department, I was out selling sponsorships to all those businesses, local car dealer, soft drink, bank, insurance, all of it, right? At the same time, coaches had representatives in our market selling the same thing. You want the coach on your commercial? We can take care of that for you. And when the athletic department's going, hold on, well, hold on here. No, you can't go get that bank because we have this bank. No, you can't go get Pepsi because we have Coke. And it was creating friction, Ooh. just what it could do now. All right, so how did, how did you fix that? How did departments fix that? We did this. We were one of the early ones to do it at West Virginia. We just went in and said, all right, here's the deal. Coach, you're going to get X number of millions of dollars for your marketing rights. We now own them. Don't worry about it. You go coach football. We'll go sell it. And that's what you're going to start to see with the athletes. In essence, that's what Ross is talking about this article. Mm-hmm. Schools are going to, quote, buy the athletes NIL rights. And the, the athletes won't have to go do their own deal. A collective won't have to do their deal from them. They won't have to have an agent do their deal. They're just going to get paid up front. And if they appear in some marketing materials, so be it. If they don't, also so be it. And they still get their money. That's where we're headed. It doesn't sound like amateur athletics anymore. This but Dave, like- it hasn't been for a long time. Right. I mean, if we're being honest, <laughs> yes. it has not what it no, has not been for a long time. I mean, I just said I haven't worked in athletics in 12 or 13 years and I worked in it for 20 some. So that's a 30 year period where I was out selling advertising to these events. It ceased being amateur athletics a long, long time ago. And that's Will there been, be a market for this stuff. Be how oh, are you going to? Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to. So the oh. kids look. 
but the market is local now. We're coming back to what it was, right? Like the kids well, no. are going to get it from the local. Depends. It's always come from the local. It's going to depend upon the type of player. Like Caleb Williams is a national star. He has national ads. The backup quarterback is not going to get that, but he might get to push the, you know, the tasty freeze down the street. He may get that deal. Guys, there won't be a lot of advertising deals here. There'll be a couple. I mean, you don't see them across pro sports either. There's a couple guys that do a bunch of spots because you know why? These college kids aren't great actors. So they're they're not going to use them in your advertisements very much. There's going to be few and far between. It's going to be driven still by the TV dollars. That's where the big money is coming in from. Then you're going to get some donations to your apartment. And and I don't need to have you go do a commercial for my law firm. I'm just going to donate and a percentage of what I donate to the department. They can decide what to do with it. But part of that is going to go into player salaries or player payment. So the the trust fund is the next angle, Bihal, because this is very interesting. This proposal, and it's just a proposal. It's not even a concept yet to be voted upon. It's just what they're proposing to be discussed. This would be a minimum of $30,000 a year per athlete for half of their athletes in their department. So roughly about $6 million a year, the school would not be required to deposit the same amount as other schools per athlete. It's up to the discretion of the university. So you can go minimum 30,000 per but if I want to put $100,000 per, I can do that. Right. How I distribute that money is up to Title IX laws, but it's mm-hmm. still up to me as the university. Ugh. I can give the player however how much money I want to give the player. Sure. What the hell is going to happen when you unleash the SEC on this and they start being able to pay $500,000, whatever the hell they want, to their players? Yeah, the, the I quite frankly, the same thing that's happening now with coaches and facilities and everything else. So I think it just follows right along this same path. The SEC and certain Big Ten schools have outpaced everybody else in coaching salaries, right? And at some point, the market has to raise the floor up for places like Wake Forest and a West Virginia and some of these others that don't have Alabama or Ohio State money, but have done a great job of raising more dollars and you've kicked it back into the coaching salaries. So you've got to try and stay touch with what others are doing. But sure, the, the SEC and, and a couple of Big Ten schools are going to outpace everybody. That's just part of what's going to happen. And at some point, the market has to stabilize and normalize itself to try and keep it competitive. And that's that's the whole challenge here mm-hmm. are, will those schools that come in at the bottom end of the budgets, which they are now, can you still reasonably compete in this new no. subdivision? You cannot. I okay, but I'd argue, Dave, you're you're probably not now. You're not, I was going to say, you're not now. Season wins. And we, and we still all love anyway. college sports, and we still watch it, and the ratings are great. And a place like West Virginia that, that isn't going to compete every year for a national title can sell out its stadium four and five and six times a year, and you can have a great time. As long as there's access in, because there's going to be years like last year with TCU where they pop up and you are able to do it. Because as important as money is, it isn't the only factor. It might be right. the most important, but it's not the only one. So you've got to stay within touching distance of the group ahead of you. And that's the interesting part when you move to a smaller group here. Before we get you out of here, <clears throat> would you be interested in uh, our, our next iteration as grownups <laughs> of being an agent for the kids to negotiate with the schools because they're going to get taken advantage of in a lot of these situations if these things continue to happen. You're not going to be able to just talk to a coach and say, yeah, let's make a deal. And then a the coach is going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll handle all your NIL stuff. Don't worry. You know, we, we got a department for that. 
I think that might be a possibility. No. Well, I, I think there'll be a lot of people that want that. Yeah. I think there's going to be a want to be. And, and listen, I don't think that's all bad either because I think the athletes should have some representation. They should have some ability to control this narrative a little bit, but I would also say, look how far they've gotten. And this isn't a finalized document. It's a working document right. and a working structure. I think everybody in college athletics could agree. I don't care if you're talking about an agent, a player, an AD, a president, or whomever, there has to be some sort of structure put in place. Right now, there is no structure, Wild West and it's right now. it's Wild it's just chaos out there. Chaos. And I am as pro player and as pro transfer as you can get. I am way on one end of the spectrum. I think they deserve a giant chunk of the revenue. I think they should have freedom of movement, just like coaches do. I get right. killed all the time here locally for that. But I think if your coach is able to leave and recruits you and then leaves, the players should have access too. And I know there's a lot of problems that come with that. But trying to normalize and get some structure around this. So people theoretically are operating within a similar structure on the tracks. I think that is important. And the NCAA is, is at least trying to do that now. I know you got to run, Brad. Thank you for the time. This was Go really good. Kids. Appreciate the conversation. We'll get back with you at some point soon, right? Later. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. See you. That being Brad Howe in West Virginia joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Good to get him on the program talking about this. And obviously, this is going to be a really significant topic in certain pockets of the country. I know if you are in a major market, if you're in San Francisco, you might find this topic to be boring. But for a lot of people, this is the story that he was that Brad was referencing from right. Ross Dellinger that you can go and find on Yahoo Sports right now, which is unfortunate because Yahoo Sports laid off like half their department for sports this week. But, you know, Ross is still there, which is good because he gets to write stories like this, calling it perhaps the most revolutionary concept introduced in NCAA history. Are you, after hearing Brad, do you feel any better? Do you feel worse about the idea? I don't know. Uh, we've got to wait and see because it's all theoretical. I mean, they're throwing it out there like we can just, you know, I don't know if it can be formulated because this. He took eight months to do this, though, Dave. This was not like at the wall. Like this is an eight month. Oh, no, I know. They, you got to put really it out there. They but... wanted to see this. This is this is what they want to do. There'll be tweaks, but this is what they want to have voted on soon. Charlie Baker will speak tomorrow here in Las Vegas at the Sports Business Journal Conference. It's happening at ARIA. That will be the first time he will publicly speak about this and he will take questions, I'm assuming, from people like Ross and others who are going to come in and ask about this. But they're ready to go public with this and have a legitimate debate. Yeah. I mean, they need to. There has to be something done. But it's going to change everything. And I don't know if it's going to – like Beehouse said, it's the Wild West. It is the Wild West. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got to keep an eye out for the kids. That's 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 the main concern. They're the product, but they, but no they product weren't before. Them. They haven't ever before. So why should they now? I mean, it's it's, it's been this way for a hundred years. No one's looked out. No no. They don't allow the kids to unionize. There is nobody looking out for the kids. The kids are playing as part of a cog in a machine. Okay, that's the way it's been. I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be a change until the universities are forced to acknowledge these kids as employees and then they will unionize. And when they unionize, then everything changes, but that's their number one concern. They have fought that from the get go and they gave NIL to the players to try to prevent that from happening. They do not want a Supreme court justice to come down and rule it. that college athletes are employees of the universities that, that they attend. Sounds a lot like employees. <laughs> it does pay somebody to, 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 to be, do something to work, 
is it that isn't that a business relationship? Is that an employee employer? Or what, what it's hard, right? I mean, it's, it's, it, because there is some compensation, right? The compensation is the scholarship, and the old timers will come back to that until they're blue in the face and say, "We give you the chance to go to school, and the vast majority of you will go pro in something else," as the advertisement says. That there are some of you, but it's 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 a crazy number. The players who get drafted, even players who play D1 high-level football, only 2% make the NFL. Right. Someone to drink. So the opportunity. The cog in the wheel. The coaches make more money now than they ever made. Correct. The but schools here's, have funds. The top schools have funds that don't exist ever in the history I hope of is the this. world. The, 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 the conferences are getting money for broadcast rights that never existed. My hope is this. That a player like, say, Dylan Gabriel, who's been in college going on five, six years now, who's right. played at Central Florida, went to Oklahoma, it's put up big numbers. Dylan Gabriel's not going to be an NFL quarterback. Okay. He'll be lucky to make a practice squad. He's just not a, but in college, he's putting up monster numbers. My hope is that one day a guy like Dylan Gabriel will make enough money that he'll never have to work again. He'll get out of school with a gigantic amount of money. Because what he helped Oklahoma or somebody you else never have to work again. You're 22 years old. You got to work. If I get $10 million in the bank, I don't have to work again. I can do whatever I want. I can do Probably. whatever I want. My mind, the entire world. I'm going to give you my four years, my five years, whatever it is. I'm going to work, but play football here, make a lot of money. And then I can go do whatever I want. And I have the right and the wherewithal. I don't need the NFL. If I don't want to play football anymore, or I can't because I'm not good enough at that level, but I am a damn good college quarterback. One of the best in the business at my oh. age group. I want to be compensated incredibly well. That is my hope. It's always been my hope for these kids because so many of them do not get to the NFL. And if they, even if they get there, they flame out fast. Because one, it's hard. Mm. It can't, everybody just can't go be a pro quarterback. It's very difficult. It's 32 jobs. Yeah. Well, and there's 64 because everybody has to have a backup. As we saw sure. last night, the backups are very important. Part of the <laughs> part of the whole cog in the wheel of the operation. You got to right. have a backup. Right. You can't just get 32. You need 64. I'd argue, you, you know, you need another 96 total because you got to have a third guy in case the second guy gets hurt. But I don't know if that helps the whole development of the the whole thing. Like it's very very hard um you got to get you got to get the money while you can you have to get the money while you can cuz you're going to be done and you're going to have to get a job or you're going to have to start a business or you're going to have to help someone who you know needs your help to work or or yeah. things like that um but I'm good with that. I mean, th th that's what I want. I, I mean, th th yeah. the wild thing is this, the trust fund, my, I've been talking about this since I first came into covering college sports in 2000. I have said for the longest time that schools that make profits should be forced to give a percentage of those profits back to the players. Now, the Title IX implications to that and how that no works. profits without the players. I don't Correct. even think that's an unreasonable. So what I've often said is this is not happening anymore, but I said, look, one thing that I would love to see is an incentive to keep the kid at your school. Keep your kid in school. Don't go pro. So if you stay, every year you stay, that money would then vest. 
and it would become, okay, you can take the money now if you want, it's a hundred thousand. But if you wait and take it next year, it's 300,000. If you wait the following year, it's 600,000. If you wait another year and graduate, it's a million dollars to give the kid an incentive to stay where they are. Now, this is back when transfer rules, you would go and you'd sit a year or you'd go to the NFL. I was trying to find ways to incentivize a player to one, stay in school and two, stay at the university that they currently are at. So they don't transfer all over the place. Right. The NBA did this with bird rights and they've done this with all sorts of super max and max contracts, right? The school can give you the most. I think college sports should entertain the idea of something like that, where if you stay where you are, you can make even more money by staying where you are than leaving and going somewhere else. Because is it a two way way deal? Because yeah, there there need to be obviously, but there's 500 kids. The school at any time can say, like, you know, all these people are in a transfer portal. 500 of them. There's 500 kids in the portal right now. 500. Yeah, that wasn't all their choice. Some schools went to a kid and said, listen, we're not going to play you ever. We're going to go get somebody to play your position. Ohio your State. best chance right now is to yeah. go to the transfer portal because you ain't going to stay. Yeah, Colorado. Right. Yeah, I agree. But that's so, not five. But 500 is a crazy number. It's the most ever. Right. There's 500 kids in the portal. Because there's no loyalty either way. Right. You give the kid a reason to stay with that trust fund loyalty. You better give the school a reason to keep it there as well. If we end your stay here, we'll double your pay. You'll get the money times two. There's a risk for both. We can always say like, oh, you know, well, there's no, it doesn't exist if there's no school to play at and we pay for it. It's like the business owner versus the employee. You need each other. You do. The owners and the players in sports, you need each other. I asked B how this, I'll ask you, should there be a rev share deal? Like there is a professional sports. There can't be, but I agree. Yes, there should be, but they can't, they can't do it. The reason why they can't do a rev share is because if you do that, that would then open up litigation for them to be employees and thus they can unionize unless they can go at the NCAA for it it basically kills college sports in their opinion, if they were to do that. So that's why the word rev share, right? The word rev share is not one. They're doing the trust fund as an end around to get to the same place that you're talking about without using that language. Right. They're protecting their flank. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, they have to, because if it ever comes to be ruled in a court of law that a college football player is an employee, all those players that came before can then back sue to get oh. all the medical, to get oh, all the compensation. No. Right? Yeah. They all can, they all will back. Everyone who's played college athletics will enter into a class action lawsuit. And that's where the end of college sports would come because the bill would be so high. They could never pay it. Wow. So that's what this whole thing is to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Everything they are doing is to prevent one word to be uttered by a judge somewhere with power employee like Ed O'Bannon. It, well, that's what he was hoping that there's, and there's another suit going forth right now. That's right along is right. Picked up where the Ed O'Bannon suit picked up upon. That's how name, image, and likeness, in case you guys don't know, that's how the name, image, and likeness became a thing because the Ed O'Bannon case won it in court. And the kids controlled their name, image, and likeness dating back to the EA Sports college football game. 
So and the whole time Ed O'Bannon been selling cars at Finley Chevrolet. He has doing well though. He's been I I met him here. I've talked to him about it. He's he's done well for himself. He likes doing that. He's crushing it. Yeah, he's crushing it. So that ain't that ain't an easy gig either. But they I've given credit to Ed. But the whole thing about you know protecting this that whatever that the back end of that is like hey yeah we'll share the revenue oh we can't oh. So now what? I now think there's what? more questions than answers, but at least this is a start. It's a good discussion. Oh, it's going to be continuing. So we'll talk about with with Blewett coming up tomorrow. So we'll, yep. we'll move, move on to what happened last night yep. here on the show. It was good to get Behow on. Historic night for Jake Browning and this offense in Cincinnati. I mean, borderline stunning. Mm. Bengals quarterback Jake Browning became the first player in NFL history to complete 86% of his passes and throw for at least 354 yards in one of his first two starts in the NFL. Bad defense or good offense last night? Both? Can both be true? I think it's both are true. I think both are true. Jaguars got exposed. Multiple conversions on third down, right decisions made. What every time he threw the ball, like it I mean, was that, really impressive. What that he did. Jamar Chase leaving Jamar Chase one on one on third and short on an island is just a that's just a bad decision. <laughs> it's just like who are you kidding? Like really, it's Jamar Chase. What are you doing? That was a seventy five yard touchdown. Really know pass. how much I want to talk about this game because like our guy stunned, like our that, that survivor stunned. People are calling you a jinx already in the in the in Me? the chat. No, I don't care. So so what, what, what am I? So of of the other so so then if I'm a jinx, then the other twenty five people who also picked it are jinx. Oh so, man! So, so 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 that's that's what it is. If I'm a jinx, how many other people are there? Oh, I can't believe twenty four people picked the Jaguars. So twenty four picked the Steelers. So which which is the jinx? Me or the forty eight people that picked it? I feel okay that like when we talked about it, we we, we said no, don't use the Steelers, and then the Steelers lost. I was like, we avoided the that was the miss. Just get this one home. Well, look, and at, then we're watching it last night. We're texting, and then they this is found. this is why it lost. Okay, is it? Yes, you lose Trevor Lawrence, and the referees called a phantom holding penalty in overtime. But that was not holding. It was holding for a split second. He let go. He grabbed him and then went, let go. And it was a split second. It was like they were waiting to call it. They were watching and watching and watching. Ah, there it is. Because if they weren't looking for it, they wouldn't have called it. They wanted to call it. In that I moment, in overtime, hell of a throw. It was so I was all set to tell you that I was all set to tell you the amazing story about CJ Beathard that, that I have in my Iowa days. I was all set to come on here. I was gonna tell you this amazing story about oh. how. I questioned CJ Beathard for years. I got into a huge argument with one of my good friends who still writes for Iowa covering Iowa about the fact that I said, CJ Beathard will never be a starting quarterback in the NFL ever. And then he became a starting quarterback and then he was benched. And then he was, he's been a journeyman quarterback. And whenever he starts a game, I got a message from my friend in Iowa saying, I told you you'd start games in the NFL. And I go, yeah, that's starting quarterback though. Nobody wants him. And I was like, CJ Beathard, you just saved our guy. I'm so happy. You were able to keep our guy alive. It was it was would have been the perfect like weird moment of synergy in my life. And then that holding penalty came up and blew it all. It was right there. As soon as the whole game I was mean, over, it was thirty one twenty eight, and he orchestrated the drive down to tie it. And I thought, holy crap! 
we're going to get the miracle because I sent you uh, yes. <laughs> a gesture text. I'm like, we need a miracle at this yes. point. It's done. As soon as they went ahead, 31-28, I said, it's over. And then it wasn't. And I was like, okay. And then it completed a pass. And I was, I was, I went crazy. I was like, yes, no, not another flag. Another flag. In that moment, it decided the game. The flag that decided the game, literally decided the game. Ask the chat right now. We got a bunch of people. Thank you guys on a Tuesday for showing up. Hit the like button, please. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already so you get the notifications and the bells. Was it a hold? Yes or no? We're watching the game. Wow. East Coast, West Coast, Central. Was it a hold? Yes or no? We got people in the chat saying that, that no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. I already voted. You know what I said. I said no, but I'm it a was, little bit biased because I was rooting for Jackson. Did he grab the jersey? Yes. Does that happen all the time? Yes. Was it a split second? Yes. Was it a soft call? Yes. Don't make that call. Don't make that call. I mean, just you didn't call like this is the problem with the NFL and why officiating has been so frustrating for people. The pass interference call at the end of the game between the Packers and the in the Chiefs decided that game for Kansas City. The fact that the flag stayed in the pocket when it was, was clear PI. <laughs> clear PI. That was yeah. the guy on the TV said it. The, the director and officials used to yeah. be Terry guy said it's a yes. it's Terry a McCauley. Penalty. Yes, it was a penalty. Clear, but no flag. This gets called. It's ticky tack at best. This gets called in a key moment in overtime. And decides the game like the inconsistencies of the calls are why people get so frustrated with the NFL, because you are swinging millions of dollars with these flags. Not that they should care about that, millions of dollars, but, right. they don't but care. the leagues care because they're in bed with the books now. So they have to care. And this they don't care. Pendulum swing, the inconsistencies care. we're seeing about what is and what is not a flag and what is a penalty was not a penalty. And when do you call it? When do you not call it? It was a really tough penalty to see get called in that moment oh. for a variety of reasons. Donkey kicking the nuts. Without a doubt. Like I thought our guy it. had it. I was like, they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to. Oh. Yeah, what are we doing? Liberty operation came in a chat and said it was a hold that shouldn't have been called. It was quick. I'll give you that. He did. There was a holding call for about 15 milliseconds. It was really fast, but. 15 milliseconds is super fast. It was just a tug. Like it, it wasn't like a grab, takedown, hold. Like he just tugged him. And then the guy acted like he got shot because he was like, oh, right. <laughs> Throwing his arms up in the air, going nuts. And it was like, okay, the flag comes out. And I was like, you son of a. Because what a catch that, I mean, what a hell of a catch. Oh, dude. man, it was so, it was there. Beautiful catch, great throw. The chat has asked, has anybody checked on Emerson? I have not. He, um, he tweeted out an emoji of uh, Kermit the Frog with a gun in his mouth. I know. I saw that. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I laugh too. It's, it's, I, I felt bad laughing at it, but I was like, oh, God. That's, that's, just, that's, yeah. that's his moment. In case you're curious about where Emerson is today, that's where Emerson is today. What also happened yesterday, and I got a bunch of messages asking you to comment on this. Oh, stop. Christian Kirk got hurt in the first play and everyone was on Twitter asking for refunds. They didn't get it. Can we stop? They didn't get it. They didn't get the refund. 
let's let, <laughs> let's let's do this. Twenty twenty three ends the asking for the refunds. I would love that. Hundred okay. percent. I would love we got, that. Today's December fifth. Yep. We're approaching show number five hundred. We are rapidly approaching it. Yes. We're approaching the end of the year. We are. We have bowl games leading up to it and all this other stuff. And then we're going to turn a page. Let's turn a page, Gambling Twitter. Those of you that like the show, watch the show, get content from the show for your own shows or for (laughs) your own purposes and bets. It's all good. We don't care. Yes. But can we start the crusade to, sorry, Will, stop fucking asking for refunds. When guys get hurt, Christian Kirk, I feel bad. Of course. I feel bad. I do. It affected the game. Yes. You lost. It's bad luck. Agree? It's done. Um, it's it. It's, it's put it. got to put it to rest. Because the give, the give back has created this Pavlov's dog type of situation where they bet it expecting it to come back. Well, I got it last time. Why can't I get it this time? No more. What? Wait, I got it last time. Give it to me now. Well, no, I'm not. Why not? What, 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 what? No. No. Why not? Because this is the problem. It becomes the drug dealer. It becomes the, the I, need my, I need my fix. You gave it to me last time. I need it again. Give it to me again. And it creates this disgusting public whining that goes on. Oh. Where's my refund? Where's my refund? Wait, wait. Why didn't you refund me? I love that voice. Don't. Once in a while. Give the money back. This pisses off people to no end, by the way. This is a very sensitive topic. When we say this, people get very, very angry at us for saying this. Well, that's that's fine. Well, my book, my other book does it. Do me a favor. Go bet there all the time then. You can bet here. When you win, we pay you. When you lose, we keep it. That's the arrangement. We don't give, there's no givebacks. There's no givebacks. Oh, but it was a big quarterback. It was a big handle. And it said, stop. 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 Guy makes a guy gets in the game, plays it. The stipulation is there. Yes. Must take a snap. play a play. Must mm-hmm. take a snap. Must have an at bat. Must take a shift. Whatever it is. Get a minute played in basketball. You step on the court, they start the clock. You played. We're taking a risk as the book. You're taking a risk as the player. You lose, guy gets hurt. It's part of the risk. The underbetters aren't complaining. Mm-mm. They won. Mm-hmm. They're in love with it. The under guys are uh, <laughs> soaking wet again. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's good. Uh, so Circa Survivor is down to 30 entries for 9.2 million. Oh my God. When you start hedging, $300,000 value for an entry. Oh my goodness. How many of these entries do you think are held by more than one person? Not too many. So, I mean, like how many have, let me rephrase, how many people have multiple entries alive? Oh, none. They're all singles? Yes. That's that's what I heard. I I, I will confirm. I will confirm. There's 30 people individually. Of it. Wow. Ain't nobody got a multiple left is what I heard. So we're all alone. Everybody's on their own island. And our man, Spooky, who's on Twitter, Spooky, uh, okay. Mark Goldberg, I believe okay. is his, Mark, I think is his first name. Okay. Rainmaker Lou knows him. Sweet right. Lou from the 412. I met him signing up, signed up with uh, a friend of ours. Okay. 
He's alive. Um, I'm going to try to get him to come on the show. Sure. Be great. Um, he's a, he's an Ohio guy. This is, uh, it's a big deal, man. Like this is what happens real. Here's my question. What happens if the, if it gets down to 10 and all 10 lose in the same week? Do they split it 10 ways? Uh, I think that's the stipulation. We'll have to get confirmation on that. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about the losing. Well, I'm just saying, cause this but, is going to get really hard. Well, really like Spooky's hard. on Twitter at Spooky Express, I think is his Twitter handle. We'll find it all out. We'll get, all I'm right. going to reach out, but I was it, the, the, like, it's not, the body's not cold yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I don't feel bad about talking about it. Like the loss. If you had Jacksonville, I feel bad. And like Why? the people that moved on, they're like, you know, what's the, there's no difference relief. between losing in week one and losing in week. Oh, week I disagree. There's not, there's no difference. Loss is a loss. There's Don't no matter. difference. You're, no difference. Loss is a loss. Your contest. Did you make any money? hundred thousand dollars. Did you win any money? Squadoosh, you won nothing. So there's no difference. None. Zero. Unless you, unless you had 300,000. If you hedged it, it should be and people should be hedging. This is the week to start hedging last week. I would have hedged a little bit. I would have hedged. I mean, on a plus 400 dog, you had Jacksonville. I would have recommended hedging, you know, take five, yeah. take a hundred dollars, win 400 bucks. Win half your, almost half your entry back. Well, I mean, at worst yesterday, if the entry, if you got this far and you had a dime on, uh, since he pregame, you know, if you bet the min game, they were plus 800 when they were down. So, I mean, just a way you, so you, you bet a dive to win eight. Yes, there, there were ways. And I hope our guy did. I bet he did. He's smart. Our, our guy is, is was very smart and, and and the goat was, you know, he's really good. And I hope the goat hedged. I mean, I stayed away. I was going to bring it up to him and I was like, no, I'm going to leave it alone. Let him do it on his own. But absolutely. I mean. A plus four, if a plus 400 dog takes you down and you don't have something on, on the other side, I mean, I, I come on, right? You, you got to do that. You got to protect yourself in some form or fashion. You know, you're buying, you know, a thousand dollar entry. You got to be able to put down two or 300 bucks at least to get your entry back or at least cover most of it. If you're, I mean, if you're operating that way, you should. Yeah. I mean, cause it's about, it's as much about winning. We've said this so many times on the show. It's about this whole business game, whatever it is you're playing, is about as much about winning as it is about not losing. Right. Like you have to keep going if you want to. We you get. It's rare you get put in positions to take advantage, earn, capitalize yeah. on it. I mean, it's really hard to do. So when I think, yeah, I hope he did. I don't know. I was going to wait until tomorrow to reach out and say, hey. How's things? I got to even know what to say. No, and, 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 and that's fair. So with the loss, who is getting the number one seed in the AFC? Because this is currently the playoff picture in the AFC. Dolphins, right. The Dolphins currently have the number one seed. The they Ravens do. have the number two seed. Chiefs are at three. Jaguars who lead the division at four, but they are very much catchable by the Texans and the Colts for the right. South. Mm. If Trevor Lawrence is hurt, yep. Like they say, it's a sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. And look at that sprained ankle to you. <laughs> Could walk. I don't know what size shoe that that guy wore or wears that stepped on his ankle first. Wow. 
that he realized it like he was coming backwards and he was like went to go backpedal and plant that foot and was like, oh, no, that was flesh. And he pulled it back right away. And then Trevor's thing went underneath. And I was like, I'm not a doctor, but that was not supposed to bend like that. Mm -mm. Where was the cart? That's the, I guess he didn't want it. I guess he was telling didn't want the cart. I want to walk off. Like I don't want the cart. I don't know. It was a long walk, a long, slow limp. That was very awkward. It did not feel right. I was like, somebody get the cart, get the cart. Trevor, we'll get you to the, you can walk to the sideline. We're going to ride you image thing. Yeah. I'm with you. Everybody was like, what's going on? I agree. It was a weird, it was a weird deal that he, he didn't, he didn't get on the cart. It was just like, but this puts the one seed. I don't want to say it's wide open, wide open, wide open. Dolphins have a really good chance of winning it. What? The Dolphins have a really good chance of winning the the one seed. Oh, man. I was talking to somebody late last night before I went to sleep. We said Dolphins Niners, and I thought of Dan Marino getting smoked back in the day when they met the Super Bowl. So here's your schedule for the remaining games involving the Dolphins. They are at the Titans. Sorry, home for the Titans. Mm. Home for the Jets. Mm. Win-win. Home for the Cowboys. Tough game. But the Cowboys on the road are a different You say home, home, home? Yes, three straight home games. The Dolphins have three straight home games right now? They have four of the next five at home. But three in a row in December? And four of five. Their only road game left is at the Ravens. Titans championship preview. Well, they play the Ravens and the bills to end the year at the Ravens, a team they're competing against for the one seed. And then the bills who they could keep the bills out of the playoffs. Oh, Miami's got a shot at going 14 and or 13 and four. So does Baltimore. Um, that so game Ra- could decide who the one seed is. The Ravens have the Rams at home win at the Jaguars, at the Niners, home for the Dolphins, home for the Steelers. That Niners game is going to be tough. It's on Christmas Day. Ravens Niners is Christmas Day. That's juicy. As a yeah. be- as a wonderful game. I get to watch that one on the in the air. I get to watch that game while I'm flying home. That's beautiful. I, I love so that. Excited to worry about having to get the pick in and do all that stuff for Christmas Day, and then have it turn around and all that other stuff. But now we're just gonna worry about getting the yeah uh, millions contest picks in. I don't know. I went on this morning with Teddy and and Prez on Wager Talk today, mm-hmm. and we were talking about who's the number one, who who's the AFC championship. He said. If you guys know, tell me. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. This wide open. Is it? Is the AFC South back open for business? Yes. yes. We're open for business? Texans, Colts. Everybody's dead. back? Except, except for the Titans. One. Yeah, except for one. Titans are dead. Dead. But they're dead. But everybody else is wide open. Wow. Yeah, three teams for one spot because they're not making a wild card. So they better win the division because otherwise they're not going. Huh? Well, so best joke of the day has been. So the Jaguars 
aren't the same team that they were. So the committee's going to keep them out of the playoffs, right? Because oh, you know, you oh, know, no. they... <laughs> oh, no. oh, same no. part of the same part of the country, right? Jacksonville, Tallahassee, Tallahassee. Well, the Bengals, you know, came back with a back. Yeah, so they can't be back. in. The Bengals can't be in the playoffs. They're not in. But Jags are. Jags can't. Jags need to be replaced by somebody, right? Right. Colts can't either. You know, can't you can't be playing a backup quarterback. Second poll of the day, P. Rolt. Mm-hmm. Does oh, who wins fit. the Whew. AFC South? Put how about Jaguars? that? Wars fifty two forty eight on the holding call. Fifty two forty eight. Thank you. Fifty two. Yes. Forty eight. No. Fifty two is right. Close though. Ellis. Yeah, that was close. And, and girls, tight. Who wins AFC South? It's Jags, and then the other option is Colts slash. I can do three. Oh, you can. Yep. Oh, put all three individual options in. Who wins the AFC South today, week 14? Who wins it? This is going to be interesting because we got a really biased crowd here. A lot right. of Colts fans. <laughs> I'm going to bet you're going to vote on. the Colts. Colts. Yes, I would agree with you. Uh, but speaking, who would you vote? Me, Jags. Uh, I just voted. I voted Texans. Ooh, good value on that. You want to bet that? Right. There's value in Texans big time. You want to bet that? So speaking of Indianapolis, the Pacers, I I did not put this into my handicap, and I should have. It's my fault on this. They have the lowest payroll in the NBA. Who does? The Pacers. Really? 500K to these guys matters. Money. Tyrese Halliburton had his first career triple-double last night. That gym was rocking. Rocking. I mean, <laughs> Adam Silver was literally running around naked in his house. He was so happy. Like, Whoa. he hey, literally, he that was, what? he was so giddy. I guarantee it. He won. Talk about a, a massive W for Adam Silver. Everyone crapped on this thing. Why do I care? Why are players going to care? It's a tournament. These fucking guys cared last night in a big way. They did. They were in. Celtics were pissed off after the game. They played without Porzingis. No excuses. They got beat, but no KP. I mean, after the game, you threw to a man. I mean, Tatum was like, man, I wanted to go to Vegas. That sucks. Yeah, they, they were, that's a game in December. That should have been a nothing game. I should have been like a whatever, man. We're playing, we're playing 82 games. This is one game. Who cares? They cared last night. Mm. There was passion. And then the Kings and the Pelicans, Pelicans rally. I mean, the Pacers played defense last night. How the hell did that happen? They played defense. I mean, this number ran like a tuna on a on a line on on uh, on a on a, a on, on like a reality television show. Thing took it and went just went two thirty seven open closed at two forty four and a half came nowhere near it. Yeah, I got to use my own CLV can at that over two forty one. I was like, um. Done. I'm watching well, a game half first quarter. Said, we're done. The in game got down to like 220. I'm yeah, like, oh, first nah, quarter we're been dead. over again. Feel like such a stooge at that point, doubling up, but I got a way better number. Right. So at least won that bet because it went over 220. But that was fun. Oh. That was fun. Like after everybody went to sleep here, I was watching the replay. Yeah. Because uh, it replayed a game on TNT right. and I fell asleep to that. 
Uh, and then I woke up to, I don't even know what the hell's on TNT at like three o'clock in the morning, but it was Nobody terrible. Knows. I'm at like 6 a.m. Eastern though. So yeah, it was no good. I was like, what am I doing? Turn the right. TV off. I didn't set the sleep function. Cause I was, was watching the entertaining basketball game. That place was great in the fourth. Halliburton's come. I mean, he may have the ugliest jumper I've ever seen, but it is smooth. It goes down. He is he's a force to be reckoned with. He's his dad's, you know, sitting in the front row wearing the Terry Halliburton shirt, loving yeah. life, former Iowa State star, and he can play. And and Boston, I mean, it came down to three point shooting. Indiana Indiana hit eleven of twenty two threes. Boston yep. hit six of eighteen. Boston yeah. turned the ball over a ton. Indiana did not. There's your game. Like that's what happened. But the Pacers played. Like I don't think Boston was ready for that. Boston scored 155 points on this same team earlier this year. Right. They were not ready for an Indiana Pacers defensive effort that they got last night. That was a playoff game. Um, does it change your opinion of the dominance of the Eastern Conference? Not at all. No. This is a game. It still is a game. It's still a game in December. Else? If you're in the playoffs, you're expecting a certain level of intensity when you go on the road. I don't think Boston was ready for that. I don't think anybody was. I wasn't. I mean, that was as in both games, the Kings game too. The fans care about this. This is, you have incentivized the players, the fans, and the organizations. This is what basketball is. These guys grew up playing in these tournaments their whole lives. AAU tournaments in the middle of your college, in the middle, or not college, middle of your high school tournament to, to break away and go play an AAU tournament. This is part of what they grew up doing. That's why it feels natural. It feels like, let's go. It's just so funny. When you put alpha alpha males, you put athletes that are super competitive and you give them an incentive to go out and go get something and they actually want it. That's beautiful. Look at that. Silver one. Everyone had questioned it. It was confusing as hell. It still makes no sense, but we've got now Two of the four coming to Vegas. We'll get the other two tonight. What do you make of this number here with the Kings and the the Knicks and the Bucks, rather, up to 230? I thought for sure this number was going to crumb tum down. I'm stunned at this. Knicks are going to play a high tempo up, you know, fast game tonight. I don't know. The move yesterday was dead ass wrong. Right? Dead ass wrong. But now. Did we learn something? I don't know. What did we learn? The players. I care. liked the dog yesterday in a game because it was six. It's five and a half now. We're trying to find the number. Okay. Why in the hell would you like the Knicks against the Bucks? I wouldn't. Did not I betting. Don't. I'm not betting it. <laughs> I'm not betting either game tonight. Yeah. I'm staying off. I'm going to watch them though. Uh, I don't know. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go reload the account um, because I <laughs> I just had the, the money in there. I just put it on the over the game because I got such a good number. And that's toast. And then I had uh, I had Jacksonville um, tied with uh, uh, Indiana. So the Indiana part was right, but the Jacksonville was wrong. I don't know what I would do with this pregame. I don't know. What do you think? I this is not a bet. This is a Under. watch. This is a watch. <laughs> I'm not betting either. This game. is a watch. This is an absolute watch for me. 
good watch, but I'm not betting it. No, this would be an under bet pregame. I only bet is under, but um, the moves going against me. So no. What about the other game? Well, the other game is fascinating because you're guaranteed a West Coast team here in Vegas. So drivable fan base to Vegas. One of these two teams fan bases will be here on Thursday. Are they going to come? It's Thursday. It's easy. They'll know a day in advance. Yes, they will come. If it's the Lakers, locals will go. It's next week or this week? It's Thursday. It's tomorrow. It's in two days. The semifinal and then the final Saturday? Yeah. Oh, man. There's a lot going on here all the time. The league is pausing for a week. This is There's no games for a week to let this thing play out. What are you talking about? There's a full slate tomorrow. Tomorrow there is? It's a full slate. So how does that work exactly? Like, they didn't schedule games? I was trying to figure this out last night. I don't know. There's a full, this looks like a full, full slate tomorrow. Wednesday, December 6th. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 games. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I'm looking at it. So I'm confused. So on Thursday, you only have two games on Thursday. So what was it? So you'd be forced to play back to backs? I don't know. Kendall said ZZZ. Kendall, I hope you're feeling better. Kendall excited. Maybe we'll go. Maybe I'll take Kendall to the game on Thursday. Mm. Where's it at? T-Mobile? Yep. Maybe we'll go see some NBA basketball on Thursday, Kendall, if you're up watching. I wonder how many tickets have been sold so far. Are there, are they waiting to see who winds up going? Right. Well, I mean, if the Lakers come, ba-boom. We'll see buy. you later. Oh, so, right? right. Lakers and even Suns, Pelicans. Even, even Suns, people locally will go. Eh, it's nothing close to the Lakers. True, but it's still, I mean, it's KD. It's Kevin Durant. So You get I mean, Suns and Pelicans? Yeah, you get, you get Zion and Kevin Durant. It's pretty good. Great on TV. I don't know if that's going to sell locally. Hmm. I'm not going to a game with you, she said. Why wouldn't you go to the game with me, Kevin? That's not that's very not nice. That's not. That, that, she said it all caps, too. <laughs> Rude. She's not feeling very well. I like the Suns tonight. Good. I hope the Suns win tonight. I'm not betting either game. Before I like it's, the it's, Well, it's a good watch, though. Two good games to watch tonight for the play, for the yes. in-game tournaments. Time for a return of an old favorite. <laughs> We have not had this for several, several months. Omaha Steaks is back with the Omaha Steaks searing hot take of the day. Guys, the holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop their carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make the spirits bright all winter long. Right now at omahasteaks.com. You guys save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use the code BVB at checkout, you get an additional $30 off your order. You get this delivered directly to your house. Dave has gotten this. I have gotten this. Dave's family has received Brother it. Brother Doug. It shows up in this big white cooler. You big take cooler. them out. They're individually packaged. They go right into the freezer. Whenever you want them, you pull them out. Burgers don't even need to be defrosted. Just chuck them right on the grill, right on the skillet, whatever you want, and you got it right there. The offer is not going to last long, however. Omaha Steaks ready to ship right now. So shop early, beat that shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use that promo code BVP at checkout. Take advantage of 50% off statewide, statewide savings. Promo code BVP at checkout to save that extra $30 off. Minimum order may be required. <laughs> Omaha Steaks, searing hot take of the day. Hold Here on. Is, what? You read all that stuff, and then we got to say bye to meat. 
We say that guys. Go buy the meat. You got the BVB promo code. And Addison just came in to chat one of the wrenches and said they got vegan options too. Oh. I didn't even know they had vegan options. I did not know that either. How about that? Very Go cool. Buy the meat. Omaha Steaks, thank you for the, the deal. Let's go get some. Let's go get some meat. Not meat curtains, just go <laughs> buy the meat. This is our searing hot take of the day. This is former NFL quarterback Kirk Benkirk, who I'd never heard of before today, claims to be 94 and 0 gambling on his former teams. 94 and 0. Do you buy this for undefeated? A, do you buy this for a millisecond? Undefeated. <laughs> 94 and Floyd Mayweather's undefeated. (laughs) Floyd Mayweather was the champ. Like he never lost. Kurt, how do you say his last name? Ben Kirk, as I believe they say it. Ben Kurt. Yeah, Ben Kurt. Ben Kurt. The three teams. So he, the three teams he played for the Niners, the Packers, and the Falcons. He is 52. He's 52 and 0 betting on the Niners. He is 72 and 0 betting on the Packers and 25 and 0 betting on the Falcons. Hold on. He said, quote, wait a second. Say that again. That's <laughs> he, add up the numbers because he said he's 94 and 0. 52, 17, 25. 52, 17 is 69 and 25 is 94. Okay. So the, the, the math adds up. He said on Twitter yesterday, don't get it twisted. I'm not a crazy savant or anything. No. I, I just take things that are likely to happen and stack them. I have plenty of losses out there, but I am green and I have a formula I like. <laughs> if oh. I had more discipline to only touch the teams I absolutely know a lot about, maybe you'd win more money and blah, 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 blah. Oh, uh, okay. So he's 94 and 0 on the teams that he played for because he yes. knows. He knows the teams he played for, but he's not undefeated betting. No. He bets other things that he yes. doesn't know. Yes. And this brings back the classic quote that I've been told I have to trademark, and I don't know how to do it because it's three words in the English language that don't just apply to sports betting, but to a lot of things. Nobody knows shit. But Kurt <laughs> knows three teams. B-Road, he's undefeated. 94 and 0. Kurt, if you're watching or listening, or come on the show is that knows Kurt, you are on the show. Forget about the Omaha Steak Searing Hot Take of the Day and buying the meat. We're coming to get Kurt. And we want to hear what he has to say about Atlanta, who plays this week. Right? Right. Packers already played, but go. And the Niners all play this week. Niners, oh, sorry, Packers who play. Yeah, yeah. So give me. So the problem that everyone's asking him is, okay, can you please post your picks ahead of time? <laughs> oh, <laughs> because he isn't posting his picks. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh no. As as Barstool Sports wrote about this, oh. saying, before I completely discredit him, let me do a little research. Do a little research. Yeah, research shows what happens. Okay, he's definitely just lying. Why am I even blogging about oh. this? This is fucking stupid. This has to be an inside joke that I'm not getting. Oh. Something from whatever podcast Ben Kirk does where he pretends to hit at 100%, but he really seems to be taking credit for it. <laughs> oh, no. So this guy actually believes and wants people to believe that he is the greatest gambling savant the world's ever seen. I'm just, I had to make sure people knew. Otherwise, he just is simply lying. 
So <laughs> there is your searing hot take when you claim you're 94 and 0 betting on three teams you used to play for in the NFL. That is a pretty impressive streak. I I, oh, I would boy. only hope to be 94 and 0. It would be something of a wild opportunity if that were. See, to be. last played in the NFL in 2017. Thank you, CBW. Yeah. So he's a former player, but um, 94 and 0. Can we see the picks before you? claim to hit them please because that's um not what we believe at the moment for your gambling wow. prowess omastakes.com promo code bvb to save 30 dollars off your order Do go it. there right now take care take advantage of the 50 percent off site-wide savings going on right now at omastakes.com otani is back where's he going Well, if you believe the sports betting market, Dave, there are this, there are four options for Shohei Otani to play next season. Four? Only four? four? Only four. Okay. Dodgers, Cubs, Braves, Blue Jays. Three National League teams, only one American League team? He's going to the Dodgers. Otani. Can we ask Kurt? Can we go? <laughs> oh no, Kurt didn't play for the Dodgers. Right. He didn't play for the Dodgers. You wouldn't we know. Don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that that stinger really gets me fired up for baseball season, and it's only December 5th. That's why I'm wearing it. Wearing the wearing the baseball. I, know. That hat, baseball. I got that hat too. That's a nice hat. Those hats are nice, aren't they? They're very comfortable. Those are very comfortable. Mm-hmm. We'll get the uh the next iteration of the BVB swag. Oh. In case anybody's watching, we're gonna See if we can get it on those hats oh, too. Nice. So see what we can do. Um there's one team missing from that four team list. Who? The Angels. They're out. Out? Out. According to the books. If you believe such a thing. The books had Jacksonville minus 10 last night. That's true. <laughs> the books had the Steelers favorite as well. <laughs> yeah. So don't forget. They had Oregon minus 10 against Washington Friday. Yep. Not so much. Hold on. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I It's going to be tomorrow. If you believe it, 72 hours, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tomorrow's the day. Oh, boy. Shohei Otani will make his announcement tomorrow. If you believe the 72 hours. Now, you may not believe the 72 hours, but if you do, He's not going to pitch next year. Nope. Do people realize that? They're they're not even sure he'll play in the field ever. He'll be DH only. So you're paying just for his bat. I mean, that's a good bat, but is that, I mean, we're going to, we're going to pay all that money for the bat. Well, what is all that money though? We don't know what the package is currently arranging. Oh, these agents are pushing this number like it's going to be six hundred million dollars. I think it's. They ain't getting no six hundred million, yeah. are they? I think it's four hundred. I doubt six hundred. I say four hundred. Oh boy. But yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But Dodgers, Cubs, Braves, Blue Jays. There you go. I think it's Dodgers, Cubs, Braves. I think this is the order. Dodgers are getting him. Are the Dodgers the overwhelming favorite in the books? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're my I love Avenger. Sports Avenger comes in a chat and says the A's is the best option for opportunities. <laughs> the value. <laughs> best values with the A's. <laughs> Stop. Sports Avenger, I love you and thank you for being here and watching the show. But come on, bro. 
that'd be awesome. Yamamoto is getting a lot of people excited, though. I mean, there's a lot of people who are going big. Pittsburgh? Ever, I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, Mets have kind of shifted oh, all of their the same look. teams. Yeah. Yankees, Red Sox, Mets are all going after Yamamoto. That, that, of course they are. That's what they want. Shohei is kind of because of the non-pitching factor. They want the, they want the Japanese pitcher versus the generational pitcher talents. So we'll watch it. Nashville winter meeting is going on right now. Uh, today, this is a local story, but I, I have a question for you. So today, Durango, the new station's property off strip, about five miles off the strip, is open. Going there after the show. You are? I'm, as soon as we're done, that's, I'm going there after the show. Very nice. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm, I'm getting, picking up Madeline from school, and, and we're going there because she's been ecstatically excited about going to this thing. Okay. So when you go there, text me and tell me how bad the traffic is. Because it was a complete oh, traffic was bad yesterday. Well, that was because of an accident, but like, it, it, but if it, if parking's going to be a complete nightmare, it's going to be, I'll, I'll go later. But why don't, are go, the, is, why don't you go the next day? Because she wants, day she's go. been counting, Madeline's been counting down to Durango's opening for a month and a half. Like, she's never seen a casino open up. She's never been old, old enough because the last casino that opened was Circa and she can't go there. And it pissed her off beyond all belief. <laughs> so, I'm just telling you, it's highly overrated. She's nine. This is a big deal. She wants to go eat in the food court. She wants to walk around. She wants to see the new places. All right. I don't know. It's. I told her I'd pick you up from school, and we'll go to Durango. Like that's what we're gonna go do. So we're gonna go to the. the, the, There's a there's a new ice cream place there that everyone says say it's gonna be incredible. So we're gonna go try the new ice. But my bringing this up not because. I mean, the kids are marked. That's crazy. I can't believe it. Oh my god. She grows up. You grew up in Vegas. That's what it is. Is is the theory rumor whatever true? Are there loose slots in the first two days of a you know property opening? I've heard this for twenty years. <laughs> You've been around the books for a long time. You've been this a long time. Is it true, or is I it don't not? Think so, no, no, no. They don't want to give away jackpots early to get people's attention to get publicity and press. I've been saying this for twenty years. I mean, the books that the the casinos have opened. I went. When the wind opened and then the encore, we went and walked down, walked around. Jess and I went to the to the circuit grand opening. Yep. That was fun. It was over 21. So it was a different kind of opening. Yeah. Um, I just like the pageantry and all the other stuff, but I, I'm not the customer. Like I'm not going to play machines today because the slots are, are loose. There might He's be asking. people that are. Oh no, they're absolutely they're people. I mean, they're a hundred percent the syndicate groups that play these yes. things are chopping oh. at the bit to get in there. They 10, will. 10 a.m. this morning, they open the doors. They were the yes. first ones in. Boom, right away. They already are there. Yeah. They're they've they, been there. They are firing on those machines right There's now. There's no question. There's no question they are. But listen, this is what happens. It's fun. It's exciting. It's on the other side of town, which mm-hmm. is good. I think, um, you know, and I was down at the South Point yesterday. That end of town is booming a little bit. You know, this is yeah, it's called Spring gonna, Valley. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna bring people out there that maybe didn't go before. But then- I disagree. It's it's gonna hurt. I don't think it's gonna bring people out. Although in the beginning it will. You, if you know Vegas, you guys, just hang on for a second, because Henderson people who go to Red Rock. It, it, are annoyed by the drive. So you're going to get people from Henderson who are going to scoot right down 215 and go from the Green Valley area 
yeah. over to Durango. Spring Valley's been popping up pretty consistently. It's going to hurt the people in Spring Valley. They won't go to Red Rock anymore. Like they, they, they won't go up there. So it's going to make it less for us, for me, <laughs> where I live. It's going to make Red Rock a lot more palatable. I can't yeah. wait. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. We're actually, actually be able to go there and watch a game and hang out and not be crazy because that book, the Red Rock book, is always overwhelmed. So I'm yeah. very excited about that. That's well, the, exciting. The, the book looks great. I've said this for years on the sportsbook micro level, but on the casino macro level in town, unless there's more people moving here, which, by the way, more people are moving here than any parts any country. city in the country. Hi, L.A. They're all coming from L.A. Because they're all coming from L.A., but that's fine. But you're dividing the pie just into thinner slices. You're taking customers that are going to go to Durango from South Point, from the M, from the Silverton, from that corner. Right. And north from Red Rock, Suncoast, and Rampart that yep. would have gone there. They're going to just go, which is closer. Like, the convenience of Vegas is highly underestimated by people well, that don't live here. And that's but why they're building. People don't drive more than 15 minutes no. from where they live because and, they got everything. There. And Stations is building in Inspirata. They're building once Durango is done. Everyone that opened Durango is moving to Inspirata to open up the casino property there. So then, then in Henderson, they won't be leaving to come to the M or the South Point and all those places. They're going to stay in Inspirata. You which is the biggest housing development in Vegas. You know what's coming along with that? A basketball arena? No. What? One up here. Up by you, right. Yeah, another one up by you. Yeah, Another stations. They're going to just move them from, rather than completely revamp a place like Santa Fe and, you know, hard to knock do. it down and rebuild or anything, they're just going to expand it a little further north. So when people come down the 15 you know, from Utah, whatever, they're going to stop at a brand new spanking resort that's probably going to look a lot like Durango Station. Yep. Are they calling it Durango Station or Durango? Do you know? Uh, I think it's just Durango. I don't think they're, I don't think Stations is putting like Red Rock isn't Red Rock Station. It's just Red Rock. I think they're doing it like that. They're keeping Durango, the, probably. Yeah. yeah. They're keeping the stations branding. It's not Santa, because Santa right. Fe Station, it's, you know, if, if you guys know a lot of the, the station casino properties around the strip, mm. um, they're pulling, they're, they're keeping that station off. It's just Durango, Red Rock, even though it's owned by Stations Group. So if you guys are looking for a place to come, new place to stay in Vegas, if you don't, if you want to stay off strip, Yep. This is going to be a very popular property for the next couple of months. It is a high-end luxury, they would call it, casino property. That It looks great. I'm going to walk yeah. through and check it out. The sports book, the videos that I've seen looks cool. Um, Contour22 says he lives by the South Point. Okay. Uh, so he won't be going down there unless he's uh, golfing at Rhodes Ranch. Okay, there, fair. There are so many different things that go on there, like the spillover from the ballpark. At uh, Las Vegas Ballpark for the, mm -hmm. you know for the minor league team is you can just walk across the street and go to Red Rock and go oh, yeah. gamble, eat all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. It leads to more development. The casinos well, are being used, sure, as a magnet to attract people to then well, do right. development. They built Red Rock, then they built downtown Summerlin, which is the outdoor walking mall across the street. Then they built the ballpark. Then they, built the, the, then they built the Vegas Golden Knights practice facility, and right. now they're building apartments all along the entire road. Yes. 
There's four new apartments. Not to mention an office park. There's an office park they built there. Right. So, yeah. So it's it's all building up. And the A's could play there. I mean, the A's could play there temporarily until the ballpark got built if they made improvements, but it's outdoors. Right. And bet over every game because it's going to be 10 9 every single game. (laughs) Yeah. It's windy up there. Windy is just the air. The air as thin as can be. It could be. Yeah. Goes. So. On that, uh, to MSG tonight, UConn, North Carolina, game of the night in college basketball. Huh, fun game. As you were lamenting the fact that you were getting texts about this total, yes, before we started, yes. What's the play over under? I bet over 152. Okay, but people are freaking out because the number's coming down consistently. Because the books are taking under bets like crazy, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, this public service announcement, just because the number moves against you doesn't mean it's a loser. Mm-hmm. Right. I actually prefer it sometimes. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know if that's <laughs> like, you know, you do things uniquely, yeah, which is fine. I actually like it. I, 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 I don't know. like it. Like yeah. last night, I I, I, oh, not, I felt very uncomfortable when the line closed through 44. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm not a very big superstitious person, like we know in terms of, but there are certain things. When I, whenever people are for the juice audience, if I get messages saying, Matt, I love your picks today, right? I go, fuck. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you don't like, like that? It. No, no. I would much rather somebody say, I don't like your picks today. Like, thank you. I would say 80% of the time when somebody says, I like it, I have a losing day. When I don't like it, I have a winning day. Eight out of 10 times that happens. I don't know. I've had guys literally ask me at the counter and say, what do you like? And I say, well, I don't really know. Well, if you had to bet it, which way would you bet it? I don't know. I'd bet uh, UConn. All right, give me 10,000 on the other side. (laughs) Give me North Carolina. Yeah, Oh. Mean. (laughs) Okay. So, I, you know, I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me if someone mm. likes my pick or doesn't like. Right. Just trust yourself. That's somebody, just, that's why somebody asked to tell people. Yes. We 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 got an email from somebody, very long email, very oh appreciative email, but they were asking me what is above my head here. What is that? There is a message I write to myself says trust yourself. Okay. That I look at every day when I'm betting. You can't see it right now. It's, it's oh, above me. Okay. It's, it's, I was it's, like, it's, I, I can't see it. Okay. No, I don't, I don't know. Can I, I don't know if I can. No, no. There. Oh, oh, there it is. There. Okay. It says, trust yourself. Oh, that's nice. a, that, he was, he thought he, he thought it was something else, but that's okay. what that says. All right. Because people uh, so often you get either noise, positive, negative noise. A lot of noise. I don't want the noise. <laughs> Just, I just like want, noise. I just want to bet what I want to bet. So that's a reminder. When I come in here, I tape the juice every night in here. Make bets in here every day. We talk about bets. I make bets in this room every day to trust myself. Just look mm-hmm. up. Trust myself. Listen to yourself. Don't listen to anybody else. Listen mm-hmm. to yourself. So that's what that. That's what that is. So when people dislike my picks, I'm I'm more comfortable than people say. I love it. I love your card. I bet everything. Oh no! Like I get very concerned <laughs> when that happens. And that's, that's fine too. Like it's very flattering, but at the same time, no, the given public generally loses. So just when you have random people come at you and say, I love it. I get nervous. (laughs) Like it's just the fact this is, uh, 
I don't know. We, I don't know your background. I don't know if you're, if you're, if you're on it, if you're, if you're not, if you trail, if you, I don't know. I just I'd rather people just say, I don't like it. Great. That's perfect. Let's see what happens. That's the Boston guy in you. You yes. like people to not like it. You don't even yes. like to like your own teams. Like Fair. It, it, it's so messed up. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. We're like You're not superstitious not. about so many things that no. you should be, yet no. you're superstitious. It's not superstitious. It's just about when, your picks. It's like just it. that I generally believe that the average gambler doesn't win. So the average gambler comes to me and says, I love all your picks. gambler doesn't win that either. too. I'm just saying it's a random comment. I love it. Not like I played one of your plays. I liked your plays, blah, blah, blah. Like it's the over, it's the over emotion to one side or the other. These picks suck. Awesome. Watch what I do. These picks are amazing. Shit. I'm going to lose. Like it's just how it is. If you're too swung on either side, where do we wind up most often when it comes to betting in the middle? 50%. The best guys in the world go like 56%. No, they go 94 and 0. Best guys in the world go, go 94 and 0. Teams that he knows. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> the best guys go 94 and 0. We just learned that the best guys go 94 and 0. Those are the best guys. Come on. Today. <laughs> Today. The other game tonight is Florida Atlantic laying two to Illinois. I haven't bet it, but I do like FAU in this game. Is this a good game? Yeah, it's really low scoring though. It's going to be a grinder. Yeah, that's, I don't mean, that's what I meant. Like, is this a is this a game you want to watch? It's a three thirty. I like college game. basketball like that, but no, I know it, the total is one forty six and a half. So I think it's going to be okay. I mean, Western Michigan's playing Notre Dame today. The total is one twenty eight. Wisconsin's playing Michigan State today. No one cares. 131, 131 and a half. Yeah. UConn Carolina's the best game of the day. Cornell's playing Syracuse today. CBW, it's only four and a half. Syracuse stinks. Cornell's live. Yeah. 165? Cornell Syracuse is a 165 total. That's the highest total on the board. Cornell must run. Wow. Run, shoot threes. Holy sh! There's a lot of college basketball yes. games today. It's a Dece- It's a Tuesday in December, of course. Oh, they're just Drake and Creighton aren't playing, so I'm not really betting all that heavily. Oh man, it's time. That's it. College football is done. Oh yeah, flip the switch. It is time to dive into the college basketball full bore. Hundred percent. Both, both feet in. If you haven't already, it's time. The yeah. season has officially started. Or wow. Coming to hockey. Sharks at the Islanders. Total is five and a half. Do you dare lay the juice with the puck line tonight? They've covered the puck line the last two games, huh? Um, Yes, they've won. They won outright and they lost 6-5. Yes. Right. Jeez. They're 2-0 so far. Sorokin in net. Career appearance number four against the Sharks. He's 1-0-2 with a 1.94 goals against average and a 9.35 save percentage. Oh, bet it. Say under the- yeah, fine. 3-1 final. Oh, team total Sharks under puck line Islanders. Oh, this is going to be painful. By the way, if you you guys haven't heard the juice today, I'm going to put Dave through a very fun version of better to book it. So this is going to be a different version of better to book it today. Did you ever read the books? Choose your own adventure. (laughs) I saw it. Yeah. (laughs) No, did you ever ever read the books? Did you? 
There's books called Choose Your Own Adventure. Look at you. Just when I think that you understand that we're all the same age. You never read the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Oh, they were so good. So good. Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, yeah. You may have been too old. You may you may have missed it. I was probably reading Shakespeare at that point. Oh, right. You were reading Shakespeare. Oh. <laughs> reading Shakespeare in high school? <laughs> right. I was. Oh, sure you were. Uh-huh. To be or not to be. What are you talking about? Right. What else with Shakespeare do you know besides one line? Gat, the Great Gatsby, Moby Dick. I was reading all I had. If you were reading Gatsby Moby Dick in high school, that's really low and really late, by the way. You shouldn't be reading Moby Dick in high school. You should be reading, reading it in seventh grade. Stuff in middle school. That's what <laughs> yes, I'm saying. Choose Your Adventure was a middle school book. Yes. It's a middle, it's I an unbelievable reading, reading series. Pheno- Those are classics. Choose Your Own Adventures were classics. They were phenomenal. There were books in which you would pick A or B as to what would happen next to the character. And okay. the story would change based upon what path you picked. It's unbelievable. So fun. You could choose literally two books in one. Multiple different so, ways to read it. You, you, like you had to turn a page. It would tell way. you, go to page. If you choose A, go to page 24. If you choose B, go to page 28. And you'd go like ahead. This. You'd go ahead and, and, and then you'd read it. And then after you get to another question and say, if you want to choose A, go to page 55 or rage page B, go to page 64. Did so you, you go, go back and read the other option after you? Yeah. And then you go back oh. and read it, read it a different way. Right. Yes. Okay. Books were phenomenal. So that's better to book it today. For, for, on, on that's that. great. Uh, Nashville at Chicago, two of the top three teams to a first period over, but over. it's juicy. Yeah. 140. It's juicy. Uh, let's see. Six and a half under minus 25. So you go over yeah. six and a half, it's plus money. Yeah. Over to. I got six. Wow. Minus 180 on the road for Nashville. Something was going, something was going on at BetMGM last night. Something was funky that was up. Why? The entire world was at six and a half and they were at six. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. At 125. Lead? At minus 125. They weren't even like heavily juiced to the over. What? They were off market and off juice. At both local, about Vegas MGM and Bet MGM nationwide. Good. It was odd. I didn't That's get good. it. I didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? It made no sense. I like it. So uh, we'll get that in better to book it. And then uh, New Jersey at Vancouver. Who wins? Oh, flip a coin. Right. Well, that's what line says. <laughs> line says. I don't know who wins. We got number one goalies going. Um, I'm leaning, without I'm, knowing, I, I, I think, think Demko was Demko was expected against Vanacek. It was supposed to be starting. It was supposed to be once. Let me see if they've been confirmed. That's what we were supposed to get. Uh, we are getting expected and confirmed. It is Demko expected to get Vanacek. So, yes, number ones. Yeah, first thought is Vancouver. You? Yeah, because I think it's going under. So. Ooh, really? Yeah, Demko's tremendous at home. Six and a half over four. I got seven. There's only one book when they're seven under 30. That's what I got. That's what I bet. DraftKings, seven under 30. The rest of the books, at least here in town, six and a half over 40. Yeah. Guys, just go to seven. So let's do this. We can do better to book it before we let go of sports grid so they can actually get this. All right. Choose your own adventure style. I'm going to give you three bets. 
A, three bets, B. You can better book each individual bet, and then you can tell me which group do you like better, A or B. Oh, boy, this is like I got to write this down. Nah, you'll be able to keep the up. Screen. All right, here we go. Ready? Keep up. Yep. Sure. Over, over A, first bet. Over six, minus 125, uh, Nashville and Chicago. Bet it. Okay. Over 152, UConn in North Carolina. Number has gone against me. It's now 150. Book it. Okay. Under seven, minus 130, Vancouver, New Jersey. First thought is to bet this. Demko as a 1.8 right. goals against average at home. Good. That's I, I that's I like Vancouver and under. Okay. All right. So you have that's two a. bets, two bets in one book on A. Right. B. Uh-huh. Nashville, Chicago over one and a half first period. Minus 140? Yep. <sighs> it's expensive, but how this is, is this not going over? Like I don't two versus three. One. This is the number two versus number three. That's team what I'm hockey. saying. This over. is not, I don't I, yes, bet it. Okay. okay. Ugly juice, but okay. Number two, UConn minus five and a half against North Carolina. Where is this game? MSG. Neutral? Yep. Ken Palm has this as a four-point win. I was going to say, I like the dog. I say book it. In case you know. Okay. And then first period over. Minus 130 for Vancouver, New Jersey. Wait a second. We like the game under, but we like the first period over. One one. Was he trying to take me on a twist here? What two talking? two two. Six goals under. No, I like this. I like this. Book it. I, I no. You I like this under one nothing. Um, New Jersey's the number one team in hockey to a first period over. This is the problem. <laughs> Just FYI, this is the problem. <laughs> Vancouver's probably going to score two goals in the first ten minutes. And Dem go. And I'm good with that because they, they win four one. I'm good under seven. Win five one. I'm good. That's good. I'm betting on Demco. That's what I'm betting on. So I need I need Vancouver to score two goals on Vanacek, who has been very inconsistent, up and down, up and down, up and down. So again, your groups, you went two and one on both. So A, over six in the game, mm. over 152 in the game, under mm. seven in the game. Right. Versus B, over first period, <sighs> minus five and a half UConn, over in the first period. Which do you like better? A. A. You like A better. I like A better. A you? Was my, A was my official place. Yes. I like A better. A. The A block is my. Put it in the chat. <laughs> Put it in the chat. We got a bunch of people watching. Okay. Put it in the chat. We got college basketball involved. We got first period hockey. We got game hockey totals. We got all kind of stuff. Ask the chat. Choose your own adventure, chat. <laughs> A or B. By the way, the people voted that the Texans are going to win the AFC South. A lot of votes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That was good. 76 votes. Yes. Well, yeah. That over was half, awesome. though. Over half like that. So you can bet A group or B group. Just for you guys who are not listening to the Daily Juice. A, my official plays. B, my unofficial plays. I bet them all, but I had two groups, and I let the audience decide which groups do you want to follow. Last time we tried to let the audience decide, we did that. For 12 weeks, it was like we did the show on the Discord channel. (laughs) That was terrible. Terrible. 
That was bad, bad. They went one and eleven. They went one and eleven. Pick it. Addison themselves. just came in to remind you that all those picks suck, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's what Thank we want. That's, I appreciate. It. I love you. That's what I need. More of that. More of the negative. Let's go six and zero. Let's sweep the board on on, on all of them. Let's hit them <laughs> all. So tomorrow we'll come back and tell you which ones actually hit. Was it A or B? Which adventure turned out to be the most successful and profitable for you guys on? You got to mix it up sometimes with this stuff. I bet every day. So I'm trying to find creative ways of having fun with this. Gets to be December monotony. I was like, okay, what am I doing to make this more fun? Because King's this is too Puck much. line today against Columbus. Who? Editor book it. The Los Angeles Kings at the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know. They beat the Bruins. I don't know. Columbus at home is dangerous. I'd book it. That scares me. It's Elvis in net. Careful. Hmm. I'd be careful. I have Kings, bet Kings in regulation. Okay. Like that. Kings in regulation. Sure. I bet the puck line for the Islanders, by the way. You did. Yeah. Against the Sharks. We've got to stick with it. I have to. Yeah. It's minus 120. This is all, this is all turning. This is, this is not, they, they've already covered two on his road trip. We've got to get them tonight. <laughs> yeah. Joe C's got to keep us abreast of it. Get us out here. We'll stay on it in bonus time. Bonus time coming up next for you guys who are live on YouTube and Twitter. If you're on Sports Grid or Sirius XM, thank you for watching and listening. We are back tomorrow, same place, same time. But now, time for bonus time. Okay, dokie, good stuff there. That was uh, excellent. The voting. Um, yeah, the Kings, that's that well, maybe in regulation. There's there's some good hockey games tonight. I'm interested to auto, see. All aboard the hockey bus. <laughs> I'm parlaying all six of that plays. You're on, Sean. I don't recommend doing that. Whoa, 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 whoa. JC McKay says, I like A, but I hate B, so B. <laughs> that's I like awesome. A, but hate B. Yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> maybe we can get uh, the T-shirt made. I hate your place. Yeah, there we go. That would be BBB. phenomenal. That would be great. I'd be. I'd wear that with pride. It'd be phenomenal. Your place Matt suck. suck. Matt, your place suck. That would be great. Let's Matt, your up. place suck. Will, sorry, Will, <laughs> and move the damn number. number. Those might, that might be our three game parlay. Write this down. Sorry, Will. Sorry, damn Will has number. to be somewhere on the back of a shirt because that's too fucking funny number. not to be. That would be just tremendous to have that be on. Sorry, there. Will. <laughs> And Matt, your plays suck. It'd be tremendous. Uh, We don't have any super chat questions for today, so we can go right to favorite thing about today. Um, so I got uh, I got some text today from um the guys at Circa. Uh, Linda's parents were in, mom and stepdad, to clean out the desk, um, and did some things and. Everybody at Circa that knew Linda or impacted was impacted by Linda's life did a big like board and wrote a message to her and included some pictures and different things. Hmm. And it was shared with me today. And again, these things come in waves, right? Mm -hmm. You lose somebody special in your life way too soon. And you're good and then you're not, and then you're good and then you're not. And then like time passes and stuff and, um, you know, little things will be said or something will happen or someone else will reach out. You know, like this morning I got a text from a dear friend of ours who, who worked uh, with both of us 
and said, I'm watching your, I'm sitting in traffic, going to work, listening. We're watching your tribute to Linda and I'm crying. I just wanted to tell you, thank you because you said it perfectly. I was like, cool. You're, you know, this is I'm just trying to, to, to just continue. But my favorite thing about today was the connections with the people in this space, in this industry. Mm. You know, we heard about people that lost their jobs, people making decisions about different things. We got a chat at the beginning of this show. I don't know if you saw it. Let me go back to the top because uh, I saw it and I was like, this this can't be. And I just want to recognize it real fast. Mm. Um, oh, it's gone. I got to go back and rewatch the show from the beginning. Okay. But a gentleman that I had never seen before came in and said, I need this show today because I just found out that my wife of 20 years is having an affair. Oh, dude. And every, my life is over. And I was like, oh, I saw it and I went, all right, we're going to do the show. But life changes fast, boys and girls. And we're glad, and I don't take it lightly, and neither does p that mm-hmm. you guys join us and hang with us when mm-hmm. you do, for as long as you do. Every day, we keep showing up and doing the show. Life is always forward, never straight. But we're on the ride together here on the BVB. Mm. Hang strong, stay, stay strong, hang tight, all that stuff, Luke. I, nothing I can say is going to fix your world today. But there's a lot of people in here that are supporting you from a distance. And hopefully for two hours today, we gave you a little bit of a a lighthearted laugh, distraction, and we'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. And hey, reach out to me if you need need to have a conversation. Please uh, talk. (laughs) I I might be able to talk you through some things. So go ahead and (laughs) might be able to help you out there. So go ahead and... uh, Send me a DM and we'll and 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 we can chat. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about today, and we have some time so I can read this because yep. that's really funny. Our guy Joe Trilarchik sent us an awesome email. Josie. Josie. Oh, like Josie Myers. Nope. Yeah, Clarechick. Clarechick. Detroit. Three one three. Said general thoughts. Hey Matt, I'm assuming Dave because well, you're not the other. <laughs> you're assuming you don't read email because you don't. Uh, I was gonna email this last week, but I chose to hold off because of the loss of Linda that you guys suffered. With that said, I did receive my juice hats last week and they were surprisingly fitting well my misshaped head so so well that my wife actually noticed. So a funny back and forth actually ensued. My wife, what's the daily juice? Me, it's a show I listen to daily. Oh, is that the one that causes you not to hear a word I say once I get home? No, that's the BVB. Ah, so what's the one where the guy was calling you out by your last name? Correct, BVB. So what's the daily juice? The juice is my morning gambling show, which does not interfere with my home life. Ah, gotcha. The wife. So BBV is the one that's the problem. Uh-oh. Me, babe, that's Bell Biv DeVoe. This is BVB. Wife shakes her head and leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> Baby D. How great is that? Uh, in all seriously, what you and Dave have built is truly special. I could not describe what the show is to my wife. There's really no defining it. You literally need to experience it live. But what I say is, 
That is the show that everyone in sports gambling content space wishes they had or hopes to build. You and Dave are both authentically entertaining. The show is real. The community is unbelievable. You both put 100 plus people in one chat on a daily basis, and there has to be drama, right? We're all sports fans, short for fanatics, most likely rooting for completely different teams. Add sports gambling to the mix, and it should be a powder keg of of know-it-alls spewing venom. Nope. Sure, we all disagree. God knows I have rabbit ears for all things Detroit and Michigan, but it's never personal, never malicious. I discovered BVB back in March via an auto tweet. Thank you, PSU Auto. I watch every day, but stayed silent for the most part, basically trying to get a lay of the land. What I witnessed was a handful of BVB OGs who were very inviting to newcomers, a complete rarity nowadays. I could ramble on like this, like this is a thesis, so I'll close with this. BVB will succeed because you and Dave are who you are. The realest motherfuckers around to steal ones from Waka Flocka. BVB will grow to unstoppable heights because of the OGs who knew this from the jump and were relentless with their passion for the show. Josie, in the brightest day, in the blackest night. Pretty good, right? (laughs) Tremendous. That's my favorite thing about today. Was that email from Joe C? Yeah, not 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 pretty good. That was that was fucking tremendous. BBB, no BVB. It's <laughs> completely completely that's unsolicited. Not BVB, right? But unsolicited and oh, real, no. which is yeah. which Pure. is what again we try to say every day. We live every day like this. This is our lives, yep. and you guys are a part of it. Thanks for the email. Send more. Sure. You know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm literally finding out more and more people have been watching the show from a distance. Come out of the dark. Come in the light where you're recognized. You're welcome. You're, you're, this is great news because. Well, that's the first time we've had someone say that. That's the first time we've had somebody say that in other chats they have seen the venom, the nasty backbiting bullshit doesn't exist in our community, which might be the best compliment we've been, we've received yet. Like, I love that you guys love the show, but the idea that somebody feels warm, welcomed and comfortable coming in from the outside is exactly what I have always dreamt for this show to have. I want to be as big of a tent as possible. Cause look, a lot of the shit that we talk about is inside, right? A lot of the jokes are shit that we've talked about. I'm like, you say meat curtains, people laugh. Like, why is that funny? Like, it's funny because you had to have seen the show to get the meat curtains joke. So like the fact that people feel comfortable coming in and they don't feel excluded from stuff like that is awesome. Right. That's huge to me. The meat curtain clip was, was as real as could get. That wasn't a the, the, no. That's what I mean, a lot of this stuff. Yeah. None of it's a bit. No, this <laughs> we is just write this out. This is what we do. Right. Like I didn't tell you I was going to wrap crisscross last week. No, and you just leaned that. back and <laughs> jump, jump. I watched it ten times. I like like because you're like how many yep. times are you going to do? This? I knew you going to make me say jump, jump. I knew how many times I'm going to do it. I know the song, and I was like, you motherfucker, I'm going to do jump, jump like eight times. Go ahead. Yep, let's go. I'm being forced into this. I don't want to do this. Like, J-Pat sent me a message. He was like, were you really annoyed by that? I go, I didn't want to do that. That was real. I wasn't faking with that. He goes, it was too funny. Otherwise, it was perfect. Your deadpan was perfect. That's what I mean. That's the show. Like, I know 
how to get you. You know how to get me, but we we can have an intelligent discussion. Yeah. So that discussion with Bihal today was one of the best ones we've ever had. We didn't mention betting at all. No. Like that. That like those are oh, yeah. real discussions that we take serious. We take everything we do serious, but we have fun doing it, which right. I think is a dream of life is to be able to have something in your life that's like that. So in me reading the, the, the urban dictionary definition of oh. meat curtains was completely caught you off guard and 100%. surprising. And you dropped that thing when you hit, when you hit your <laughs> table, it made me try to stay on point. I sent that to people. They're like, how did you not know? And I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> I did not know. So like, that was the funny part of it, but it's great. There's a lot of inside stuff that we're taking and making for everybody. Yeah. It's a part of the gig. It's part of the show, but that's, but because when you have a show that's going on two years and amazingly enough, it's the fourth December 16th, I believe was our first show. We've been to the 15th. I'll look at tomorrow, but like we're coming up on our two year anniversary show, which is crazy. Crazy. That like, a lot of things have happened. I, I was been going back and looking at different clips for a variety of reasons. Oh. It's, it's really funny the way the show looked. Like when we started, just the look of the show <laughs> is so different than what the look of the show is now, and how much oh. better the show looks now. Oh, I can't. What it looked it. like when we started. Like we, it was good when we started, but it wasn't like this pops. Like you see it, you're like, what's what's that? Like you, it stops. We have stuff. We have things on the screen. We have things that move around. We bring in different people. Like we've got different things that make the show come to life. Oh, helmets. Yeah, we have helmets. We have cats. We've got you know things or whatever. Shirts. It's just cool to see where we where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. All fun, all really, really cool. But like I want to make sure that whenever anybody comes in, if you're watching this show back or if you're in, you know, Croatia watching this show, I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to be in that chat. I want you to watch the show every day and tell someone about it and be like, I found a show that's really different. And when you tell us that you found something that's unique, I think that's what we are so proud of. Absolutely. Because we don't want to be like every other show. No. We want to be a unique spot for you guys each day to come and experience. It's cool. <laughs> Thank you for the email, Joe. That was really appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, guys. Really appreciate it. Hit the like button, subscribe button. Finally, if you guys, again, we always love to put this up because you guys can go and listen to the podcast. If you cannot get it live, you can get this on podcast. It posts about a half an hour after the show is over. QR code, pick your phone up, fire it at that. It'll take you right to Apple Podcasts. And you guys can listen to the show as you're driving or whatnot. He is Dave. I am Matt. We are back tomorrow for a Wednesday's B-A-B. -B.